Hey, Rockstars, welcome to another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Today, we are going to rock the house. We've got John in the house, and he's a contractor, blackjack contracting. He's gone from $500,000 in sales with no money to a $5 million, seven-figure contracting business, half a million dollars in profits. So we're going to talk about how did he do it, what was the journey. We're going to give you specific strategies to help you, you know, get on the same pathway. We'll see you on the flip side. Talk to you soon. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom. I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. right everybody welcome to another no bullshit podcast for contractors i got my man john with me and we are going to go deep with his journey on how to build a seven-figure contracting business we got a lot to cover off hey john yes sir so tell us a Uh, little bit about like before we get into this you know you went from you know you've been you you know you're part of the proper contractors family tell us a little bit about where you were at and sort of where you're at today and then we can talk about the journey in between so you know when you when you first you know came into the picture what was what what did things look like back then sure i mean my original start was actually a small electrical contractor just like uh, yourself and um in 2017 we uh me and a best friend decided to start a contracting company on a bet (laughs) um because we were working for some guy and he he was a good guy but you know he ran a lousy business and we bet him we could do it better and it kind of took off from there um you know so we ran it small for the first year and a half was basically us us just doing it and then we saw the potential and decided to turn it into a real business um 2019 i was sitting in my basement on the couch and i was playing on facebook and saw an ad for uh, profit for contractors and of course we weren't making any money back then and uh, we hopped on the free webinar and, and joined up that day um fortunately for me it was two weeks right before that live auto event that's right man and i guess right and i got my ass and i got my ass kicked right away yeah so exactly was, yeah I, uh, I brought i brought good. the i brought the shit kickers with me that, right? that's right that's right it was uh so, you know, the amount of uh, stuff that you learned that you didn't know in uh, two weeks was uh, was quite life-changing. And uh, so at the time, we were doing about half a million dollars in business, definitely no profits. Um, it was a uh, 70, 80-hour-a-week, all-the-time work week. Now, don't get me wrong, we were probably enjoying ourselves, but... Uh, you know, the wife probably gotten a little fed up with it. Yeah, you think? And, uh, and oh, uh, I, actually, it's funny when when I hear owners tell me, "Yeah, it was 70, 80, It's probably more like a ninety, a hundred. And and then they go, the wife, and I go, uh, the wife, like, did did she even know who you were at that stage in the game? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you know what? I've been I'm I'm pretty fortunate. My wife's a patient person, but uh, you know, uh, to put up with that, she knew what we were up to. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, 
it's a lot nicer working uh, 40 hour weeks and be able to take vacations and, uh, you know, take Fridays off whenever the hell you want and uh, actually seeing what a weekend is. So, well, and, um, and, and John, at the same token. So, you know, you've got your freedom back. Okay. And again, we're going to talk about the journey here in just a second, but just yeah. like Cole's notes version of where are you at revenue wise and where are you at as far as, you know, profitability uh, and, and the hours. So you mentioned 40 sure. hours. Where, where are you at? You went from 500 grand not making money, you know, working yeah, hard. Last year, last year we went to just under 5 million. Our net profit Woo! was just, just over half a million, which is, you know, not the best, but I mean, it's, it's money. Right. And uh, yeah, that's okay, like, okay, John, yeah, not the best half, half a million dollars. Yeah. Woo! yeah. You, gotta be, you gotta be a little greedy, but uh, exactly. so, you know, it, um, and then uh, we, you know, 40, you know, sometimes I choose to work as we choose to, I do some other things, but uh, so, you know, I could do a 40 hour week and get everything I need to get done. Spend the weekends off in the summer up at the trailer. Um, I was able to buy my dream boat last year. So that was, uh, that was something that I didn't think was going to come for 10 years. And I managed to buy it in cash last year. So that was, that was pretty exciting. Got to spend some time fishing and uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different world. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, so we're going to get, we're, again, we'll talk about, you know, everybody listening to this podcast. Again, it's a no bullshit podcast. We're not, we're not here to talk about fluff or bullshit, you know, bullshit. We're here to um, really focus in on, you know, strategies, the journey for, you know, that John took um, that I think a lot of you guys can relate to at least at some phase, maybe you're at the phase that he was at when he first started, maybe you're partway through, maybe you're where he's at, or maybe beyond, but you should stay on this con on this podcast. If you're a contractor, you want to improve your business. If that is, if you're neither of those things, then again, no bullshit, probably best that you jump off the podcast, right? Like your time's valuable. Um, but if you're interested in finding out how John did it, like how the hell did he go from 500 to, and not make no money to doing 5 million, like literally 10 X, um, and you know, more than 10 xing his profits and actually getting his profits to pay for his freedom, then stick on, right? Stick with us. Okay. So let's get into, let's get into the beginning of this, of this journey in the sense of how hard were times back then, John, like tell us a little bit about what did that look like from a, you know, from a cash flow, from a people perspective, um, didn't exist, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, right? It's, it was garbage. Um, people were interesting back then because, you know, we didn't know any better. So you brought on people that you just knew, right? Which, you know, sometimes can work out and sometimes could not work out. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to money, you, you didn't know any better. you living in fear is an awful thing. And I think that's, that's what, if anything that can come out of any of this is that as you talk about freedom all the time is living in fear of money is probably, it's like being in prison. Right. And uh, once you can just get momentum in that way and, and the power that you can, once you start actually making profits and how you can compound them is just, it's life-changing and the, the low, the stress levels alone. Um, be honest with you, if we ran things the way we did back then, I'd be dead in five years, right? Because you know that you'd be have a heart attack. So it, it, that's probably the most powerful thing. And, um, you know, just just so, so, knowing so, that you so, can... But let, me, let me get, let me hone in on a couple yeah. of places, okay? So, and for everybody listening, and when I'm asking these questions, um, they are very intentional, okay? 
And you can almost take most of the questions that I'm going to be asking, probably the next three or four questions, and you already know what the answer should be. And this is the thing, you know, when, when I ask these questions, you're going to go, yeah, I know what the what I want the answer to be. But the reality is, is a completely different thing. So let's just let's just see how this goes. Does that sound like a plan, John? Sure. All right. So, you know, on the hiring side, right? I mean, on the on the cash flow side, I mean, how much were you lacking on systems, dude? We had zero. Bingo. Bingo. Everybody get the question, right? So the answer should be what, John? Say that again, sorry. So the so the, the you know the the answer back then was we had zero systems. Yeah. Right. The answer today is basically you've got what? A system for everything. You got it. Everybody listening in, you're like, come on, John, a system for everything. Literally, guys, you need to have a system for everything. Right from the first fucking phone call, right from a, a system for your marketing. What what other systems? Didn't like what other areas did you not have? I know you had zero systems, but what were some of the areas that come to mind, John, back then that now you go, I can't believe, I just can't believe that we didn't have systems for? Um, well, we didn't have a sales and marketing system. Marketing was huge. We didn't have a like just a communication system. We didn't have a you know a financial system, to be honest with you. And that's probably the worst one. Um, the the greatest thing about joining. PFC was is that they were they went to work on your books right away and my books were so bad it took three accountants and four bookkeepers six months to fix my books and but holy crap uh did I learn a lesson on that um but now now uh the system for bookkeeping is obviously number one now I mean you know financials are number one now right and that's once you learn that that's number one and take care of that one oh it's a lot easier and you know what? Let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, on that point. And then I want to ask some of these other questions, uh, which are related to you know the whole you know the obvious of what we want the answer to be questions. But when you look at when you look at your financials, okay, I think one of the greatest fears. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean I know when I had my electrical contracting business, and it doesn't matter what type of contractor you are, doesn't matter the size of your business. Am I right, John? It doesn't matter where you're located. Excuse me, located. You need to know your numbers. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, so like it's how, uh, how critical is knowing your numbers. Well, it depends whether you want to make money or not. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. So if if you're in a tough situation right now, and you're like, if you're listening on this podcast, and like. I got cash flow issues. If you're listening in on this, and by the way, I, I know that one of the systems John didn't have, how do I know this? Because when John first came in, we had a little conversation, quite interesting. John didn't have a system for quoting. That, what does that mean? It means that John didn't have the ability to know that every fucking time he was quoting profitably. Am I right there, John? Yeah, the first lesson I ever learned from you is, is, the, is the quoting one, and that changed my life. The, uh, the sad, the, I wouldn't say the sad thing, but the greatest lesson I ever learned in PFC was the very first lesson you ever taught me. And it's changed. And that's, and I have no idea. I can't think back. I have no idea how I did it today without it. And uh, I know for a fact that I was pricing at a loss every single time before we figured that out. Yeah. I call it pricing for poverty. Yeah. 
Like and he didn't know you were doing it. Right. Everybody listening, that that's one that's a critical thing I wanna I wanna just make sure y'all y'all get out of what he just said. He didn't, didn't know, know you were doing it. Say it again. See, you didn't know you were doing it. Guys, when you don't know you're doing it, you can't fucking change it. You can't fix it. You can't adjust it. You can't measure it. You just can't. So your inevitable outcome is you like you have better odds going to a freaking, you know, and back to the name of your with name of your company. Blackjack contracting. Yeah, blackjack contracting. Guys, you got better odds playing freaking blackjack and less risk and less stress going to the freaking poker table than you do, than you do, you know, not knowing your numbers and all aspects of your numbers around your business. Okay. And working hard, like John, back to when you first came into the picture, working hard didn't solve the problem, did it? No, it probably made it worse. Because mm -hmm. if you're working on the wrong things, then, uh, then you can only compound your problems. Totally, man. Totally. So, and what, what did, what did it look like? Amplify a little bit for everybody so that they, yeah, they can relate and I'll, I'll, I'll amplify on my end as well on the personal front. What did that, what did that look like? You got kids? Yes, sir. Two of them. Mm -hmm. They're on the way. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like as far as the impact of putting in all these hours, being stressed out, you know, living in fear, what kind of impact does that, did that have for you on the family front, you know, on the, even on, on your own personal mindset? Sure. I mean, on the mindset, it's a battle, but you know what, uh, you almost get blinded to it. Um, I'll never forget what uh, I finally got away for a vacation and we were driving down to Florida and my kids wouldn't leave my side. They wouldn't let me go. They wouldn't, you know, my wife said to me, it's because they've missed you. That one kind of kicked yourself in the pants and hurt, right? Because they, they saw you for maybe half an hour a day, Sundays, maybe a few hours, right? That one is where you get a kick to the chest and you realize you got to do something different. So, um, Hey John. Yeah. The kids, the kids one hurts. Can't relate to that picture, can you? Yeah, I can. Yep. The kids literally physically, am I getting this right? The kids actually physically not wanting to let go of you. Yeah, they wouldn't leave my they wouldn't leave my side. And uh and I didn't know why until my wife pointed it out. And then yeah, that one, that one was a wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah. So if if that's if this is resonating with you guys at all, you know, I want I, I want to let you know, stick with us here for the next 15 minutes or so. Because we're going to start getting into like, what did John do differently? Okay. Um, so what was the breakthrough moment that changed? Is there, was there a breakthrough moment that changed, you know, you know, what happened after? Like what, what made you commit to making the changes? Like, was there, was there a moment, you know, and I don't know if there was, but was there a time where it was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to commit to getting this thing changed. You know what? It was a bunch of things, but I remember sitting at the hockey game with you guys in Ottawa there right after the uh, conference. And I was telling Liam about my business and, and I told him that I had two businesses that I ran under one umbrella and he shook his head at me. He's like, that's the first thing we're going to change. And I didn't realize why until he explained it to me. And then, you know, I got into the coaching when how messy your books were. And it's just like, you can't live like this. You're going to be bankrupt. And, uh, 
the toughest one I had to deal with in POC was the uh, was a rock for getting me through it was as I had a business partner that uh, were best friends in the whole wide world, but we had no alignment with business whatsoever. So it took me about a year being in POC and I, and I bought him out and uh, that really transformed because I was that, that probably brought most stress on me on anything because that was a friendship I wasn't willing to lose, but it just was not going to work for me to have my future business goals and the freedoms. Because he, he uh, awesome guy, don't get me wrong, but just we had no alignment when it comes to a growth of a company and all that stuff. So those are the few ones that I had to That's fight huge. through the most. That's huge. Yeah, that was, that was a real tough one. And um, so, you know, within a year of being POC, I picked a new business partner that was at Andy. We were on the podcast in the beginning, Andy, and we started, we restarted the electrical company on a separate company. I bought out Blackjack and started building in my own vision. And, you know, with, with my other ex-business partner is like, I was trying to grow and implement systems that he kind of wasn't in the same alignment. So it was real tough to get on that thing. So as soon as I got the company to myself, we were able to implement systems and start really focusing on bringing good people into the company. And, you know, I've made my mistakes with people, don't get me wrong. And we've learned our lessons, but we've got a few bodies in that have just transformed, you know, customer satisfaction and, and profits for the company. So that was a huge one. You know, it's interesting. I never, I, I don't, I don't always know in these podcasts where things are going to go. I, I didn't know that you were going to sit talk about your kids physically not wanting to let you go. And meanwhile, there's a fucking picture behind me saying more freedom. And, you know, there's a little daughter holding on to dad's leg, not letting go. And I didn't know that <clears throat> when you're talking, you know, might be hard to see this, but this is basically this is like the evolution. If you guys think about, you know, you've seen the, you know, you've got the evolution of man, you know, whether you believe in it or not, where you have the ape and then, you know, the ape starts walking upright and so on and so forth. It's an evolution. Okay. And why am I bringing this up? So an evolution from being in the trenches, you were in the trenches, dude, I was in the trenches. We're all in the trenches to being on the tools to, you know, then, you know, managing the job sites, you know, then freaking go out and managing multiple job sites from a project management perspective to being the estimator. And meanwhile, you know, you're wearing all these hats and the hat of the business owner, which is the person at the front here. That's what that's representing. We don't even know how to be that business owner. So why am I, I'm, I'm bringing this up because if you're listening in on this, one of the biggest shifts that has to happen is your mindset. And until you're, until you shift your mindset into wanting to be a business owner, wanting to be a champion CEO, you're always going to, your identity is always going to be something other than what it needs to be. John, does that resonate with you? It couldn't resonate more. Mindset is everything. And it's the only reason we became a seven figure company is because I decided then and, and to to be completely honest, though, it, it is a, a mind battle. You do you constantly battle your mind. It is it takes a lot of it takes a lot of uh, motivation, reading, stuff like that on mindset to get it ready. Because you can read every how to be a contractor book in the world, but if you don't focus up here, because this is your biggest battle. The rest is easy. To be honest with you. You know, it's it's interesting because you know I know you mentioned that you had you had reached out for help to a lot of other companies and and it, you know. Uh, I remember reading that one post that you put out and, and 
you know, you were really clear to state that, you know, there was something different. I know you said there was something different about prof for contractors, but that there was something different that, that we were able to bring to the table. And I think one of the things um, that you need to search out for, everybody listening in, is you need to have people that are going to hold you accountable to, to, your, to your dreams and your vision almost greater than you. Because you're going to go through tough times. You're going to go through mental challenges where you're really questioning, can I do this? Or should I be doing this? Or, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm out of my comfort zone. I, I've never learned financials before. I mean, can I learn this? Can I, can, I, can I really, you know, figure out how to put systems into the business? But, you know, John, what, what would be the mindset that, that allowed you to keep on persevering, to learn these principles, to put the right things in, in, in the play? Well, it's just, if you don't, you're going to be in the same spot as the guy on the left for the rest of my life. And I wasn't willing to do that. Um, I'm still pretty young, but I have so many ambitions. And if, unless you put the systems and understand the financials into your business, you're going to be that guy forever. And to be honest with you, at that point, go get a job. It's so much easier. You'll probably make more money. Um, you know, for me to be able to, to live my dreams, have my financial goals and my time goals, and be honest with you, time's way worth more weight to me than money. Mm. I, I don't, the money doesn't motivate me as much as the freedom of time does. And uh, unless you get those things in place, you're going to be stuck doing that forever. And, you know, I, I mean, I've had family members who are the exact same way that have been working, doing the exact same thing, even as entrepreneurs for the exact same way, their whole lives they are going to retire with very little savings. And it's like, that's not going to be me. Right. So what were some of the things that you did, you know, or you learned uh, throughout this journey that allowed you to put the appropriate time aside to work on the business? Uh, time blocking is huge. I mean, let's, we all have the same freaking problem, right? We all say we don't have enough time and I still feel time pressure today. Don't get me wrong. Sure. So, but by, but by blocking, by blocking, like I just did my calendar for next month before this podcast of a block, hell, I'm going to block the time out to get what I want to get done. And um, so I'm not like, I'm not a crazy uh, left brain person. I'm pretty right brain. I'm, I'm pretty staggered. But when I, when I feel in control, um, I get 10 times more done. When I don't have any structure, which is my natural state, I don't get anything done. And uh, so time blocking was the, uh, was, I'd say the biggest lesson and obviously making sure there's enough time block to work on the business. And in the early days, let's, let's call it spade a spade. It's going to be nights and weekends when you, when you're doing the, the working on your business, but you know, as you get better, then you start putting it into your full-time schedule where you can still have that freedom and get shit done. So it's uh, that's, that was probably the biggest one. You know, everybody listening in, he just gave you a piece of gold. Now, you know, <clears throat> when we're working with people that want to become champion CEOs, there's a lot involved in getting control of your time. And, and, and it's a bunch of bullshit. If anybody ever tells you, this is just my personal opinion. If anybody ever tells you that, you know, this, this feeling of uh, the struggle of time is going to go away, that's bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why it's bullshit. It's bullshit because... In the, in the beginning, you're in a form of chaos. And John, let's see if this relates, if, you can, if this resonates with you. You're in a form of chaos. You're, 
you know, busy is your motto, right? You know, the busier that I am, that, that, you know, if I, you know, the more time that I put in, this should equate to me being successful. Well, once you, once you learn that that's not really the case, it's, it's what you're doing with your time, the things that you're doing with your time and how structured that is, that's going to have the, the biggest impact. In other words, if, if all you're doing is putting in more time being in the ditch, you're just going to be in the ditch more. If you're putting more time in on specifically strategically thinking about, you know, about becoming a champion CEO and you're doing more activities as a champion CEO, you will become a champion CEO. But why does this time thing still, why, Andrew, but you're champion CEO, why would your time thing challenge still exist? It becomes a different challenge. And the different challenges is that you become inspired. Your visions become greater. And when your visions become greater, you start to realize that I've only got so much time now, as far as I know, as far as, you know, John, like, you, you know, you've highlighted this. I know in some of the chats we've had, like, you and I agree that, you know, to our knowledge, this is the life that we got, right? Yep. And so when you become more inspired, I mean, you're, you're now realizing that you're, you're racing with the clock because you want to get so much more accomplished because you're now that much more, you know, you've got more freedom, you've got more control, you've got more money, but now, now the struggle of time, it's a different struggle, but it's always still a struggle because you realize, right, John, that you've only got so much time to, to accomplish these things that you want, correct? Yeah, I fight time. Time is the biggest, it messes with my mind more than anything. I'm 34 years old and I feel like I got very little time left to get what I want done. So I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, but I totally agree. I think it's a blessing, dude. I mean, and this is the difference, you know, when you're over in this space over here and you're in the ditch or you're on the tools or you're running the job sites, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you're, you're in a trap. Okay. When you're over here and you're John and John has got, there, there's, there's more than one John as far as a champion CEO, because he's a champion CEO of his life. He's a champion CEO of multiple businesses, but he's now, you know, you, now you're driven right in a positive way to to get things done like you took the time to map out your your month's worth of of what you're going to be doing i mean dude how powerful is that good makes me feel uh almost like at ease about what i'm about to go into so it's uh it's a pretty powerful tool so what would you say to somebody that says to the to you you know i'm listening to this podcast right now but you know john i don't have time to map out what i'm going to be doing for the next month what would you say to them? Then, you, then you're going to be doing the exact same thing the month after. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty common, right? Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty logical, right? So, yeah, you know, not what, what, you know, what, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, some of the, what are some of the new dreams that have come through this journey? What have, you know, so, now they, go ahead. So I read, uh, I read, um, I know acquaintance of both of ours, Bob's book over the, uh, over the holidays. And we, it really, uh, it really opened my eyes to a couple things. And, uh, and one of my biggest roadblocks right now is actually production about how much I can produce to, you know, to, to grow my company. And I realized is that, uh, well, I'm just going to eliminate that roadblock. So I'm, I'm putting a whole new plan together and I plan on 10 xing my company over the next five years. 
and plan on taking it national. So right now I'm, I'm actually sitting here in quarantine because, because uh, we had a, a close contact. So I've been given a gift of two weeks of uninterrupted time to work on my plans. So right now I'm just planning out for the next one, three and 10 years. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about the possibilities. And, you know, it's interesting, like, you, I can see it in your face that you're super excited, right? That, that, you know, you're, you're excited, instead of looking at these obstacles, and, and then just stopping, you're actually looking at an obstacle now going, wait a second, I'm going to eliminate that barrier, right? Yeah. So, you know, when it, when it comes to building your team, so, you know, you've had to build a team quite significantly mm -hmm. to go from 500,000 to, you know, to, um, to 5 million. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we talk about uh, here at Profit for Contractors is the ability, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip out. I'm going to come run out and come right back in a second, because I should have had my little book here in front of me. But one of the things that contractors always struggle with is on the hiring front. So can you speak to, you know, what were some of the things, the mental changes, you know, the systemization that you've done that's allowed you to build this, this greater team, you know, this profitable team. Can you speak to that? Sure. Grab the book. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing you got to do is get over the mindset of, of, of trust, right? So being able to delegate to, uh, to your team members and have a plan in action. I struggle with that because, you know, you did everything yourself for so long that you had to learn, you got to learn how to, to, to offload those responsibilities. And plus when you offload those responsibilities, it's going to give you more time to work on the business. Um, learning about people's and people's personalities is something I, I need to get better. And I'm working on, I'm reading and listening about the, uh, the art of leadership and, and the, um, Art of delegation. I'm nowhere near perfect with that. I'm it's something I need to constantly improve on. Disc profile training, all that yeah. stuff, is something that I'm actively in right now. But um, when I started, when when I bought out the company and I started bringing people in, I watched my revenue and profits take off. So that tells me something. That obviously, if you want to try to do this yourself, it ain't going to work. So. Um, now, obviously, we've we've got some rock stars. We've had some people that didn't work out, and you realize then you if you if you take some really deep analysis of why those people didn't work out and why these people did, I've learned a lesson. Especially, I've had great success in hiring very successful women this year, which really was a mind shift change about the construction industry. Not trying to be sexist, it just you, you know typically I was worried about women in the construction industry being bailed out of the industry, and I'm finding out that. These these certainly they're so organized and they're so detailed that it's oh, this has been a mind shift for me and now I know where I want to attract and all that stuff. So it's been really really interesting couple of years. So you know this this book you got to get your hands on this sucker. I know she just came out, but you know if you have if you don't have it already. But one of the things that we talk about here is the mindset shift that a lot of and I'd like you to speak to this. You know back to the no bullshit podcast where where and I call bullshit is that they think that there's nobody out there oh there's there's no lots. yeah to so go ahead tell there's lots out there. there's lots there's lot there's lots of people out there there's it's um what you're willing to do right um building a brand is not just for your customers right building a brand is 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 really to attract people in general 
even with my new my new thing I was just mentioning, I won't go into a whole lot of details. It's about attracting people to come work with us. Um, so you know, that's that's a big mind shift thing. And you wouldn't think about in the beginning coaching the coaching groups I've been part of has really hammered that home. It takes a little while to get through the thick skull, but yeah, building your company is not just attracting customers; it's attracting good people in general. Totally, totally. So everybody listening in. I want, you to, I want you to understand, and then we're going to start wrapping things up here, is that I want you to understand that at the end of the day, okay, you have a whole ton of contractors out there that are in your space, right? And they could be in a different province, it could be a different city, but let's just say in your area. And there's a whole bunch of tradies, you know, uh, tradespeople that are working for these contractors. The reality is that most of those contractors, unless they've done and gotten some training, some insights, some coaching, right, some consulting on learning these principles of how to run a profitable contracting business, right, without you, then they basically have a chaotic environment. Their brand, the, how they're seen internally from their employees is like these, this owner doesn't have their shit together. Now, the only reason that they're still working at that place, especially the A players, is because they don't know that there's something out there that's better. So, John, like, you know, how has your marketing now changed to now attract these A players from the competition? And, and we're not talking about, you know, doing it unethically, hence the book, right? Like, you know, how to steal your competitors' tradespeople ethically. Like, how do we, last couple of questions, how, how do you, how do you get that? You know, how has your message changed from having a now a, a business that's in control versus the way it was in the past? And what impact has that had on attracting A players? We saw a great, um, you know, I really never thought about it until at recent, six months ago, I, I got in a bunch of great resumes and they, want, and they specifically requested us. And I had no idea why, to be honest with you, until I realized it all came from a marketing campaign of making yourself the premier contractor. And, and uh, I wasn't particularly paying attention until I realized that these people were, were searching out us through recruiters and stuff like that and asking out. And you realize that if you build a brand and you build a mentality about being the best and wanting to be the best, everything is top notch. And you're not just looking for people, you're looking for great people. You're looking for top, you know, even in our ads, we, we put A players, right? We don't put rock stars, A players. We don't look for general thing. And all of a sudden people start coming to you and you realize, that's pretty powerful and it's pretty exciting. And um, so, you know, when you're searching out people just by throwing generic ads out there, you're going to get generic people, right? You're really, really after the good ones. And then, you know, here's the thing is if you're making money, you can pay them more money and the other contractors should be pretty easy. Right. So right. I, I've, I've had a philosophy for a long time is that I pay top dollar. Um, and, you know, if you come in here and you're worth it, you're worth it. You're going to be here for a long time. If you're not, you're not. I don't, I don't play the game of trying to nickel and dime and, you know, bonuses, blah, blah, blah. I pay them top dollar. If I told you the salaries in my company, you'd probably have a heart attack, but the, uh, no, 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 you know what? Here's the thing, John, they, they might, the listeners, but I'm like high fiving you when you're making a half million dollars net profit and you've 10 X your company, got everybody listening in, understand that John's way of thinking is probably very opposite of some of the mental 
you know, some of the ways that you're mentally looking at, you know, finding, attracting, hiring, and keeping A players. I mean, you probably don't, you know, most of you is listening in, just went, what did Andrew just say? Guys, there's four phases. There's, you've got to, you've got to master the finding. You got to master the attracting. You got to master the landing. You got to master the keeping. Those are different phases of hiring. And what's that equate to, John? A system, right? Yeah, systems, that's right. And um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a whole lot different. And the nice thing about that too is you can be a lot pickier in who you choose for your company. And that's something that I've got that I've developed here is that you're you're there for rock stars and rock stars only. And um, I know you had a great podcast with me the other day, but Tom Reaver says it's like what you're willing to accept, right? Right. If you're willing to accept mediocrity, you're going to get mediocrity in your life. If you only accept awesomeness and A players, you're going to get A players in your life. So Absolutely. that's uh, Absolutely. And with that being said, you've got to have an A player environment, everybody. Like, so, you know, here's sort of my last little comment on that. I want you to, you know, think about these questions honestly. Look yourself in the mirror, you know, just like John did, right? When he was working the 80, 90 hours a week and he didn't have cash flow and his business was in chaos. If you're an employee, would you want to work for an owner that's in that state? No, you don't. Okay, you don't. Next question. If you're an owner listening in on this podcast, ask yourself this question. If you were to fire everybody today in your company, picture just you fired everybody. How many of those people would you actually hire back? And if it's a lot less than what you currently have, right? If if the number is less, then it's you have to take ownership as the owner of the company that it's your fault, in essence, that things didn't work out because it's one of these four, if not a combination of them, that you are not, you know, doing an effective job on. And I think as soon as you come to realize, you know, John, your comment, you know, your insight on this, like, how important is it that people listening in, inclusive of yourself, have to take ownership of, of the problems in the company? It's, it's either all on you. It's either you're going to take 100% ownership or do not be a business owner. It's, uh, I mean, I know Liam, Liam was talking to uh, Brian a couple of weeks ago, your last podcast, and, you know, seven secrets to a wealthy contractor. And the first thing is you have to be willing to take 100% ownership for everything in your business. And, and learning to, so I have a bunch of problems. Don't get me wrong. Like none of us are perfect, right? We all have issues. And, and I had a good revelation last year is because not once did I blame the problems on somebody else. I blamed it on my, I blamed it on me. And once you can do that and you can start doing things because it's your job, it's your company, it's your, it's your responsibility to get this shit straight. And, uh, and if, if you play the blame game, you, if you know, even if you're having conversations with other contractors, which I love to do, especially young PFC guys, they call for, you know, peer assistance. And if you hear the start playing the blame game, you know they're not ready. Yeah, totally. And uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, back to sometimes of- sometimes they can get ready when they get enough of a kick in the arse, right? Like sometimes, no, yeah, they, no, it's all I need. It's all yeah, I need. Honestly, like look at you. You needed it when you first started. Okay, everybody listening Absolutely. in, it, it, we all need somebody to give us a bit of a shake of reality and go, like, hey, a you can do something about this, and b you're the one that needs to own it. Right. When you can do those two things mentally, the, the things start to appear. 
things start to change, things start to freaking, you know, go in the direction that you wanted to. So John, what would, if there's a, a two, you know, one or two last things that you would recommend for people listening in on this podcast, what, you know, regarding, you know, your success, what would it be? So I became a big student of the industry over the last few years. And I really love the industry though. It's, it's the least, it's one of the least respected industries in the world. And I think we let that happen to ourselves by, you know, for the guys that, that don't build businesses and try to work on their businesses. But I talked to, you know, tens of hundreds of young contractors or young, or, you know, new to business contractors that won't invest in themselves. They won't, they won't join a coaching program. They won't read a book. They won't get a peer mentor because mm. they think it's too expensive or it's not worth their time. And I'll tell you from experience that I would be bankrupt and working at a job right now if I hadn't done what I had done when I joined POCA. And I've done a bunch of other things. I'm not going to be honest with you. I, you know, I just became a student of the industry. And nothing bothers me more to people who won't invest themselves. And I mean, and they're like, oh, it's so expensive, but is it? I mean, is it? Yeah. You're like, you know, you, you, you invested this much and you got this return on investment and you got your yeah. life back and you, you know, you know, the, you know, like think about just that in itself, right? Like why, why do we get in the business? And I think we get in the business to get more freedom, more control, more money, you know, to, to get beyond, you know, you know, to, you know, evolve in this journey. But um, anything else, John, that you say, that's great. That's great insight, dude. By the way, that's awesome. No, I appreciate it. No, I mean, honestly, just it, 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 if you're not, you got to work hard. I mean, there's no ends about it. Okay. There's no magic pill. It is getting to work. Um, if For the guys in your program, it's like, okay, sitting there reading it and listening to it's great. But unless you implement something, I mean, implementing is everything right uh i know you're gonna go there I, I read your last thing but if you like i know implementing if you don't do it it's not going to be in there and you know what so it's just like stop with the excuses get to work and you're going to be very successful you're in the right industry there's no reason why this industry has so many opportunities oh my there's God. unlimited opportunities so just implement and get to work so i guess my last my last comment is just Set, you know, segueing after what you just said. If you're in and if you're a contractor and you're listening in, John, John completely nailed it. You are at the right place. You, you know, if, if you want to be in an industry that is going to have way more and currently has way more demand than supply, you're in the right place. If you want to be in an industry that you know, is, is, you know, in the next 10 years, there's going to be, it's the con construction industry is going to have one of the greatest exit of business owners, right? In, in, in the history of, of, of mankind, humankind, right? And that's a great opportunity. You know, you're either going to, you're, it's either going to crush you in the poverty, or it's going to, if you put the right things in place, like John, you can be a John, everybody listening in. You, you can get your life back. You can make a ton of money. You can be able to, you know, live the dreams that you want and even way beyond what your current dreams are. But you've got you've to, first of all, take the first step. Whether that's engaging with proper contractors, whether that's 
getting the, you know, getting a book in your hands, like John is saying, but if, if you, if you're just sitting there not doing anything about it, you're just going to be digging yourself a hole. So John, thank you so much, dude. I love that you're, you know, you've been part of this champion CEO community. You've given so much back. Uh, thanks for your time today. And uh, anytime, buddy, anytime. I love it. I love that you've, uh, you've made so much progress and, and come so far. So that's the Bullshit Podcast for Contractors, and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Ciao. Hey, Rockstar. I hope you enjoyed that one. And if you did like this one, join our private Facebook group, Profitable Contractors Association. It's one of the biggest communities for contractors with over 10,000 members where you get the latest insights to help you delegate, dominate, and deliver so you can take your contracting business to a whole nother level.